You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste. And it's a beautiful day out. It is absolutely beautiful and it is not hot as, you know, hell today. So that's encouraging. Um, What's also encouraging is that our cats are finally here. Yes. That is so exciting. It is so exciting. Um, And I definitely want to talk about that because that was an adventure. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, but I think first we have to talk about what the hell is going on back home. Yeah. Um, because, uh, remember that Germany is six hours ahead of the U S or Eastern time. So it was probably around five o'clock here yep. when the opinion on, I'm referring to Roe v. Wade, um, came down and I, I think I stared at that for probably 15 minutes. Yeah. It was awful. Like I, Headlines I literally never thought I would ever see mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Yeah. I just, I, it's a very odd experience not being in the U.S. right now. Right. But feeling obviously very affected and yeah. um, upset about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, it's just awful. I just feel bad for just so many women that mm-hmm. are going to die. Or suffer. Or, yeah, because of that decision. Mm-hmm. made by men men absolutely yeah um and you know i know we put up a instagram post about this yeah. um but if you haven't figured it out by now caitlin and i are um obviously unequivocally pro-choice yeah um i was raised that way um raised by a bad bitch like mama ghoul yeah so um yeah i have always thought that the government has no right to tell you what to do with your own body or what is best for you that is yeah. between you and your doctor so the thought of one taking away the right to have health care, abortion care, yeah, and then two, the part that enrages me is you know the ability to go after these doctors, these healthcare providers who are literally doing the job they swore to do, yeah, and then even worse, having police question them and interrogate them about their own patients, yeah, which is just wrong, right, on so many levels, and you know, not long ago, you know, within. A few weeks, they, you know, it was an infringement on rights to, for firearms, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. don't, don't do that, but like, we're going to tell a woman what to do with her body. That's, yeah, exactly. That's wrong. Right. And, you know, I, I realized that I was thinking about it the other day and I, I say women, but, and I also don't want to be like disregarding the fact that people who are non-binary mm-hmm. have a uterus. Basically, if you are a uterus American yeah. or you are someone who could give birth, yeah. um, in our humble opinion, no one has the right to tell you what the fuck to do. Yeah. So just know that we are just as angry as you are. Um, I think enraged, shocked, yeah. terrified, all of those emotions have come to mind over the past few days. Um, yeah. The author of The Handmaid's Tale said that she had many times thought about, like, not continuing with the book because she thought it sounded too far-fetched and she was just like (laughs) silly me ironic yeah yeah I mean but I think what is you know always uh good and like it makes me hopeful is the outpouring of you know women trying to help other women because Mm -hmm. um cheers to the men that are also that are supportive anybody anybody that is supportive of it because let me tell you Papa Ghoul was pissed yeah he He was furious he Mm -hmm. is furious we're all furious but you know, I think it's um, it's inspiring to see, you know, women reaching out to other women, offering 
you know, places to stay, help, transport. Yeah. So I would urge if, you know, you live in a state that will not end up banning abortion, that that is going to be protected, that you offer, you know, if you have a spare room, a couch, a car, yeah. a hand to hold, Anything. a shoulder to cry on, yeah. you, you help. And, um, you know, I actually, right before we started recording, I looked it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, abortion is legal in Germany. So yeah. um, just saying if anyone needs to take a hot ghoul vacation to uh, Germany, you are more than welcome to come stay in our spare room. Yeah. We've got plenty of places to sleep, plenty of blankets. Yeah, and cats. And cats. And cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the, the lighter stuff. Yes. But, um, you know, just to say that, you know, if you were upset we're upset too. And, you know, yeah. we're with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always reach out if you need. Yeah. And if you, you know, yeah. And I meant it, if you have resources, if there are things that we can share, we don't have a, a huge following, but if it's enough to get the news out and the word across, yeah. then we're happy to, to use it for that. Sure. So, um, yeah. stay strong. Yeah. Cats. Cats. It, it has been a long <laughs> week. So I, obviously a lot of people have been asking. Uh, yeah. Um, we did post it on, I don't think I put it on Facebook. I don't. Mm. I need to do better. <laughs> um, but I know we put it up on Instagram mm-hmm. that the cats made it. Um, this was a just cool ass production. Um, it was. I think we've talked about it a few times before, but we did go with a pet broker. Yes. Um, which was super helpful. Um, I mean, they they basically did everything for us. Yes. Um, shout out to Papa Ghoul who was. Conducting Bill science Nye, man. <laughs> experiments to keep uh, Mishka's insulin because mm-hmm. he's diabetic. Um, it needs to stay cool. Like we store his insulin in our refrigerator. Um, but how do you get insulin across an ocean, an ocean that, and keep it yeah viable? Um, he did. Mm-hmm. It, and it worked. Was packed with love and Ice insulin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It was a production, and you know. Um, there's many different routes uh, to to ship a pet. Um, so if you are thinking about needing or needing to cargo, please talk to us because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now there are so many things you have never even thought of yeah. that become an issue. And you know, we ended up deciding to go through Lufthansa mm-hmm. Air Cargo, which has mm-hmm. a live animal um, service. And the reason really for that was because other airlines, like American, for example. Um, will only ship an animal if it is below a certain temp, which I understand, but yeah. that also means that they are not in a climate-controlled area at some point, point. Right. and not for the whole time. But I, you know, mm-hmm. um, obviously Just sitting on like the fucking runway is what I think of. Yeah, right and you know, it's June in South Carolina. It's hot. There was a real concern that we weren't going to be able to meet the temperature requirement to mm-hmm. ship them. So American was out. That was out. And then, you know, we started looking elsewhere. And that's kind of where Papa Ghoul found Lufthansa. And more importantly, the facility here in Frankfurt mm-hmm. called Frankfurt Animal Lounge, which is run through Lufthansa, I believe. Yes. Um, it is like, I, you should Google it if you're interested, because it's a state-of-the-art facility. Yeah. This is where they ship racehorses through. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. It, it was... It was a production. Um, it was. Getting them. I mean, everybody was just stressed to mm-hmm. begin with. Um, Celeste's friend drove us, or drove you guys mm-hmm. there. Yeah, um, my coworker. We went from work. To, because he had an SUV. Yes. Um, Which, thank God. Papa Ghoul <laughs> made sure that the cats were riding in style. In Shetland I mean, pony carriers. <laughs> like, these things were huge. Yes. Um, so, you guys left from mm-hmm. work. 
to there. Yep. And I was, the, I'm the consignee of the cat. So mm-hmm. I had to be, be there. there physically to get them. And I, I missed a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm freaking out because I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I mean, in roads in Germany are like, there's just lines everywhere. Like you don't know where you're going. There's it's just, signs in German that you may not know. Right. So I, you know, and it's very easy to go down a one-way road. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. If, if you're not really paying attention. Um, so I'm like freaking out. It mm-hmm. brings me like, it added like 20 minutes to my drive. So I'm like, what the fuck? Um, finally made it. You guys are there. Yeah. First you check in. Yeah. It is not as easy as going and showing an ID and just picking them up. No. We did not know that going in. No. And luckily there was a guy in front of us that... Um, was American, he, I'm yep, assuming. He was. And... He was super helpful because he's like, you're going to have to do this and then that. And he's like, well, I couldn't find it here. Like, so when you see this, like go to the left. So like, it was super helpful. Um, but the cats have to physically be there to mm-hmm. start the all the paperwork. Um, yeah. So we waited for, they told us to get there an hour after they landed. <laughs> we sat for two hours yeah. after yeah. they landed. Um, cue panic attacks from Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. And they finally get there. Then you have to go to the vet office, which is right across the hall. So that wasn't far. But they need, the vet needs to check them out mm-hmm. then sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Then you got to go back to the office. <laughs> yeah. They say, okay, yep. Then you have to drive to the customs office. Because putting it in the same building would be way too efficient. <laughs> so we can't do that. We get lost. Of course. So let's just start pounding on doors. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I was... I was real done and real ready to get, get the ball moving. So we finally find the customs office. They sign off. We go back, we hand the paper back to Lufthansa and it's like the magic ticket has arrived. Like yep. we can bring you the cats. So yep. they fell us away downstairs and then, you know, they kind of roll them out on this like cart. <laughs> and, um, obviously they were not thrilled. Mm-mm. Um, I think they were more just tired than anything. Cause honestly they were quite quiet on the way back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they're doing great now. Um, you know, Mishka did fine with his diabetes. Yep. He's been, he's now on our time zone. So that's helpful. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they were jet lagged, which I've never seen a jet lagged animal before. So that was they definitely different. <laughs> Kitty, like Kitty is a snuggler mm-hmm. and she doesn't usually snuggle like up near my face. Like when we sleep, mm-hmm. she usually just sits on her pillow. Like she was like curled up like mm-hmm. right next to my face. She's like. I know this is weird, but if you have pets, you know, like, I know how Mishka sleeps. Mm-hmm. I know how Kitty sleeps. What they look like, yeah. I've seen, Kitty was sleeping in a way I've never seen her sleep before. She was, like, dead ass out. so tired. She really was. So, I think now, I think they're definitely, today, yeah. they're definitely on our time. Our time, because I think they pretty much slept through the night last night. Yeah, yeah. And really, I don't think I felt them get up at all. If they did. They um, got back, you know. Well, they were, when I woke up, they were both in the bed, so. Yeah, no, I think they've done really well. Um, it took them a while to get used to all the noises. Um, I would, yeah. I guess I never realized how quiet where we lived in South Carolina was in compared, like, we live on a, a fairly busy road here, and we live kind of outside of the city center. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's obviously cars, there's trucks. Um, yeah. The, and it's uh, an apartment, so. Yeah. Do you want to go hit the? Yeah. Washer. Are you, <laughs> we, we did that time. I'm not going to panic this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we did. Um, we also never have lived in like an apartment with them. And so, you know, we're on the ground floor and there's just 
people kind of coming in and out. There's an elevator right next to our our door, so there was just a lot of new noises for them. Yeah. Sorry. You're bad. <laughs> we didn't time that again. No, no. sorry. Laundry day and podcasting day off and intersect. <laughs> um, no, they've kind of gotten used to the ambulance, which is ambulances here sound differently. I don't know if you said that. Yeah. Than they do in the U.S. So they're loud. They're very loud. Um, so that was kind of weird for them to get used to. Honestly, they're fascinated by the um, automatic blinds that we have, yeah. the Rouladen. <laughs> um, they just kind of watch it go up and down like. They don't quite oh, yeah. know what it means, yeah. but... They're not really scared of it, though. They're no. just, like, more like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, so, you know, all in all, it, it was a successful operation. Yeah, They're was. here, and, like, we just finally have everything. Like, yeah. we have our furniture. The the puzzle. We have them, yeah. yeah. So it feels nice to be fully here and not be having, like, a panic attack every week about just this freaking embargo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that was... An adventure. Yes. All right, let's get into it. We yeah. have rambled. <laughs> we have. On to um, the show. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? How many do you have? Just one? I have just one big one. Well, how about I start and then you can go in the middle and then I've got a second one. Okay. That sounds perfect. So. You had come mm-hmm. up with this idea. Yeah. We were just trying to come up, as usual, with a theme. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of summer stuff and I'm like, you know, what do people, like in the U.S., you know, what do you do in the summer? You usually go to the lake, go to the beach, like. Mm-hmm go camping, which I, we don't no, go camping, but I know camp. other people go camping. Um, and these places will make you think twice about going camping again, yeah. <laughs> because um, there's a lot of haunted campgrounds in the United States. There are. As we discovered. Um, Funny, too. I like, never would have thought of that. But just anything is haunted. Everything is haunted. So, yeah. Um, I've got two of them. The second one, man, I've got a story in there that's going to, like, um, it's a wild ride. You haven't ride. told me anything about either of them, so I'm excited. <laughs> Excuse me. No. I... Um, I'm excited. So you ready? Yep. All right. For this first one, we are going to Big Moose Lake. Big Mishka Lake. Big Mishka Lake. That is in New York, uh, specifically in the Adirondacks, which is upstate New York. Yep. Um, Really beautiful area of New York. Adirondacks are beautiful. When we drove to Maine that time, we drove through that, I Mm -hmm. think. And it was really gorgeous. I enjoyed all the scenery. Yeah. Um, So obviously, in the summer, uh, Big Moose Lake is very popular for people to come you know, camp, boat, you can kind of do whatever. Um, it's actually quite busy in the winter, too. Apparently, it's a very popular uh, snowmobiling location. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and just a fun little story that made me think of this, like, talking about snowmobiling, is obviously, before we met, like, I had seen snow before, but yeah. like, snow in South Carolina is not a thing. Right. So, I remember we went up for Christmas in Maine, mm-hmm. and we were driving, and I'm, like, looking out, and everything's covered in snow, and I'm, like... Is there not a lake there at some point? Like, and I was like, am I disoriented or not know where I am? You're like, the lake's right there. <laughs> and like, you would never know. It's, no. It looks like a field. And then you see all these little huts. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are those? And you're like, oh, they're ice fishing huts. And I'm like, you can park a hut on a frozen lake? You can put vehicles. People I know. I, vehicles. I would never. That would scare me. But I, have you been do. ice fishing? <laughs> Is that a question? Yeah, I, I guess fell in a nice hole when I was That's little. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> did, like, did Greg ever take you? Or yeah. Does he do? Okay. Yeah, he goes ice fishing. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not, I don't really like to fish. I mean, no. I will, but it's not like. Sorry, Greg, but I've been fishing. Boring. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it gets, uh, my dad is Greg. He um, is a huge fisherman. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. always Obsessed. fished. I mean, 
and it's whenever the tide is right. Like, and he goes like ocean fishing. This mostly. man knows the moon phase. The tide. I mean, he'll get up at two in the morning for like the best time to fish. And like, what the hell? But he, um, yeah, he would take us ice fishing. Mm. You just like throw it down. It's called <laughs> it's called a trap. Yeah, you stick on the top, and then when you see the little the flag will pop up, and you go over there and you just start pulling the line up, and they got your fish. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Different breed up there. <laughs> As <a> strong. <laughs> so yes, this area is very popular for that in okay. the winter. Um, but uh, it does have a, a bit of a dark history. Um, there was actually a murder at Big Moose Lake that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, and I realized. Well, there you go. There's, the <laughs> there's number one. Um, <laughs> That's what an ambulance sounds like over here. Fun fact. If you did not know. <laughs> so I will preface this that, you know, given what is going on in the United States right now um, in the, the content of this murder, um, I realize that, you know, this may be triggering. So I'm going to okay. offer a trigger warning for um, the murder of a pregnant woman. Okay. So if you need to skip on, feel free. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the murder of Grace Brown. Um, she grew up on a dairy farm, um, which as I understand was in a nearby County to where Big Moose Lake was. Um, she moved to Cortland and New York and began working at the Gillette skirt factory. And this is where she met a man named Chester Gillette, who was the nephew, I believe of the owner of the factory. Okay. So the two, um, it pretty much immediately began dating in secret, um, given that, you know, Grace was a worker in the um, factory and he was, you know, the owner's nephew. It's kind of not favored as a match. Um, but Grace became pregnant in May of 1906. So at this point, um, obviously at the time, being unmarried and pregnant was very much stigmatized. Mm -hmm. So she begged Chester to marry her, and he eventually uh, invited her to go on a romantic weekend in the Adirondacks. So her thought was either that they would get married on that trip or he would propose. Okay. So they started in Utica, I think that's how you say it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Utica, and then they went up to Tupper Lake, um, which I believe is nearby. And on July 11th, uh, they went to Moose Lake. Greg's birthday. That is Greg's birthday. I didn't think about it. 7-11. You're right. That's a funny one. That's right, because Greg is 7-11, and I'm 10-4. Mm-hmm. They're easy. Easy They're to easy remember. Easy to remember. <laughs> Not 10-6. Like <laughs> we were freshly dating. It's true. It's, you know it's, it now. The confidence was there, though. <laughs> I know. Your birthday is October 6th, and I'm like, I'm sure someone's is, but it's not mine. <laughs> yes, it is. And you're like, no. No, I would know. <laughs> I was there. It's on my driver's license. Um, so, yes, July 11th, they go up to Moose Lake. Uh, they rent a canoe to canoe along the lake, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, now, this is a little weird, but Chester decided to bring his entire trunk onto the canoe with him, which happened to have a tennis racket attached to it. And trigger warning, this is what he used to hit Grace on the side of the head and knock her into the water. She had previously told him through her letters that she um, was unable to swim. She didn't know how to swim. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chester. Chester. Nasty-ass Chester. Nasty. So Chester immediately... Men. I know. <laughs> That's the thing right now. Um, so Chester ended up fleeing after this and stayed under a fake name at the nearby Arrowhead Hotel. Um, but he was shortly arrested after Grace's body was found, um, and an autopsy indicated that she had been struck on the head, and that led to her death. Yeah. So um, after his arrest, uh, Chester was convicted and sentenced to death on December 5th, 1906, and he was actually executed on March 30th of 1908. And so they didn't wait around. No. I, you know, it's kind of interesting because now the death penalty takes 
years and years and years with the appeals process. And mm-hmm. back then it was kind of a, you, you done. a speedy deal. Yeah. So um, he ended up being buried in an unmarked grave in Soul Cemetery because, frankly, he doesn't need to be remembered. Right. So Fair. screw you, Chester. Fuck you, Chester. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grace is commonly seen around Moose Lake. Campers okay. report seeing a woman. She's either seen as someone who appears to be struggling in the lake, and people will even have jumped in to try and help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just kind of disappears. Um, she's also been known to visit the nearby cabins and cottages that you can stay at on the property. Um, and this was kind of interesting. It's known when she's around that all the lights will kind of mysteriously short, batteries drain, um, electrical problems occur. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a very commonly sighted um, spirit at Big Moose Lake. Nice. So, yeah. Interesting. That was mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, I'd never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. So, Neither. I thought it was interesting. Um, but yeah, I was looking at pictures. If you Google it, it's a very beautiful area. Yeah, the Adirondacks are really pretty. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you. All right, you ready for mine? Yes. It's a doozy. I also have a trigger warning. Um, there's just a lot of bad things. Bad things going yeah. on. Um, so, I think our entire podcast is just a trigger warning. Well, <laughs> due to the content, yes. I feel like um, we generally try to be really good with trigger warnings. Yeah. I think given what's going on in the world right now, I felt very compelled to yeah, preface with that. Um, but, yeah. Fair. Um, okay, so we are not going to go far from where you are. Okay. Um, we're going to go to Fall River, Massachusetts. Nice. Um, and if that sounds familiar, that is where the Lizzie Borden house is. Which we've been to. We have been there. Fun fact, we thought we could stay the night, and <laughs> we did not. Ooh, that, I didn't, nope, I didn't like that house one uh, bit. I didn't either. I, mm. Yeah. We had a really good guide, though, like a tour yeah, guide. very good team there. Like, remember she made us wait at the bottom of the stairs, just, like, lay down where... Oh, I know, and I was, was like, and I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. No, I got very weird vibes mm. up in there, especially, like, um, the, like, top, top floor we went to. Yeah, where all the children and toys were. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no, I don't... I don't... I don't it's a no from me. No. Um, we're not talking about Lizzie Borden today. No, no, um, no. But I did want to make sure... To orient you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were going to go to, you found this for me, actually. You just kind of yeah. shout, shouted one out to me, and I went with it, and mm-hmm. it actually turned out to be, like, a doozy. But <laughs> you love it when it turns out to be, like, it does a lot. Like, you think it's wrapping up, and then you're like, but wait, there's yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to the Freetown Fall River State Forest. Okay. Um, so this is a park, mm-hmm. um, and it is public, uh, publicly owned state park. Um, and it is over 5,000 acres. Wow. So if you don't know how big that is, it's fucking huge. It's big. <laughs> um, so there's just, like, lots of beautiful trails and paths, kind of cleared areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go camping there, mm-hmm. hiking, picnicking. Like it's And you have to realize, too, that given it's in Massachusetts, I mean... Down in the south, you know, we're, I would never, I would never camp to begin with, but you certainly could not convince me to camp in the summer. Oh, no. But up there, it's actually quite pleasant. And, yeah. Most days. Most days. Um, so, it's very beautiful, uh, but it has some pretty dark history. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was reading about, like, the trails and stuff, it reminded me of where I, before we moved in together in South Carolina... Oh, right oh. on, um, it's called the Greenway. Yes. And if, it's fun fact, the trail goes from Florida to Maine. Yep. So like the East Coast, yeah. Kind of depending on where you are. You can walk you part can of walk, it. Yep. In all of those states, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of that where, 
and also like it's kind of frequently it can have a bad rap. Mm-hmm. There's nasty Nellies out there. <laughs> yes. There's assaults. There's yep. you know. Yeah. Just robberies and yeah, it for sure. Can be kind of scary. I wouldn't do it alone. No. I guess. No. Um, and this is kind of the same thing. Yep. There's a lot of um, assaults and mm-hmm. just shit happening. Yeah. Even currently. Yep. Um, but it reminded me of the Greenway. Okay. Fun fact. If that's fun. Um, so let's just get into like what has happened here. And there's a lot. Um, we're going to go to 1978. Um, and here's a trigger warning of just child death. Mm-hmm. Um, the body of a 15-year-old girl mm. named Mary Lou Aruda. Um, she had been kidnapped two months earlier by mm. a nasty man, fuck man, named um, James Cater. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was tied to the tree. Oh. And obviously deceased. Yeah. Um, so that was horrific. Um, a few years later, in 1980, uh, Massachusetts, this was kind of when they were in the middle of what was called the Satanic Panic, mm-hmm. um, which was obviously Satanic cults mm-hmm. were doing rituals and kind of were yeah. popular, I guess is the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, they were kind of, it kind of became like a mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Like parents were convinced their children were getting like sucked into like Satanic cults and, yeah. and just all this stuff. Not good. Yeah, I mean. Um... Well, those kind of cults and rituals were believed to be happening in the forest. Um, there were a lot of bodies just being found. Um, there were animal, like what looked like animal mm. sacrifices mm. kind of sprinkled around. Um, so that obviously is just bringing in some, some nasty energy mm-hmm. from that. There was also a homeless man that was killed. Um, somebody mistook. Mistaken, mistaken him for an undercover officer. Miss Tuck would work there. Okay. I didn't know if that was a word. It is. Nice. Um, and then as recently as 2001, two men were found murdered. Um, they had just been covered in gunshot wounds. Oh. I mean, they were just mm. like... The article I was reading said peppered, and I didn't mm. like that word. But, I mean, apparently there was just a yeah. lot of gunshot wounds sure. to them. Um... I'm, I'm, this is where I was like, all right, like now we'll get into like the haunting and uh-huh. there's way more, so <laughs> but we're going to keep going <laughs> much, much more. Mm. Than yeah, yeah. Um, in 2006, there were many reports of, um, aggressive dogs that just, there were no owners in mm. sight. It just wild dogs. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they were just attacking and like severely injuring hikers, campers, mm-hmm. people, um, this is funny, but not funny. <laughs> apparently an emu had escaped from... Where did an emu come from? <laughs> no. But apparently he was very aggressive. Those things are, like... They're crazy. vicious. That lady on TikTok that has it one she tries was- to, like, kill her every time, like... <laughs> when, um, What happens if you don't put your arm up? <laughs> can take you out? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, when I worked at the... Um, all through high school and college... I worked at, it was an ice cream uh-huh. um, store slash... Farm stand? Farm stand, yeah. So, I mean, there was all sorts of fun stuff that you could do. And there was also a petting zoo out back. Ooh. And they had emus. And, oh, like, there no. were signs everywhere. Like, do not get close to them. Don't, like, harass them. Yeah. Because they spit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they will charge you. And, like... They can run up to, like, 40 miles an hour. Like, them things is fast. You will not win. <laughs> 
But I, it just reminded me of how many times kids would come in and like want a new ice cream because the llama or the, the llama's emu mm-hmm. spit and it was all in their ice cream. And like, <laughs> there are signs. Like, they're yeah. not just going to run up to you and spit. There's a fence. Like, you, yeah. you fucked with them. So, no, yeah. eat your spitty ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that was nice if, I were, if they were cute. And that's also where you met Stephen King. It is where I met Stephen King. Yeah. And Tabby. And Tabby, yeah. Such a cool story. Yeah, that's a very cool story. I've met a lot of famous people. Yeah. Our neighbor um, was very, like, impressed that you met Stephen King. Yeah. I literally was just like, you're Stephen King. He goes, I am. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Let's keep going. So, vicious emu, hurting people. Um, in, okay, this is pretty nasty. And, again, I'm, uh, this whole episode is a trigger warning. But... Um, in 2016, um, there are a lot of trails that like dirt bikes and stuff go on. And when you're dirt biking, what are you doing? You're going fast, Mm -hmm. right? Um, there were the paths were like every once in a while would be a tight, thin wire tied across. No, 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 no. And you don't know where that's going. Um, that was for decapitation. Oh my God. And yeah, it happened. It's disgusting. That's, that's insane. Yes. Um, okay. So that's kind of where I wrap up. The nastiness. Where everything, or what happened. Okay. Um, so now, sorry, here's my speaking <laughs> chair. Um, so, of course it's haunted. We don't need to, yes. to tell you that with all of this. Um, but I'm going to throw a little fun fact into here. It is part of the Bridgewater Triangle. And if you don't know what that is, we did do an episode on it. Um, You're literally reading right off my paper. <laughs> oh, I realize I'm trying to. No, no, no. It's funny. I just that's literally what I have written down. I, I believe that episode is titled "A Tale of Two Triangles." If you are looking for it in the art, I know. I was really proud of that one, but yes, that's a good one. Go back and listen. Yes, that is a great episode. Um, and I kind of, if you don't know what the Bridgewater Triangle is, um, it is a um, 200 square mile area in southern Massachusetts that is allegedly like a magnet for yeah. just like paranormal weird weird stuff. shit yes yep um so of course this is right smack dab in the middle of, of that of course um so you know I'm gonna be excited cause I got a chance to talk about aliens mm-hmm. of course and if you want a really fun episode <coughs> we can talk about aliens I don't remember which episode that was but we did a really good funny one um I don't remember I have to go back popcorn yeah we, we've had so many now it's true um, so there's been many reports of like UFOs. Um, there's often orbs that are seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's violent poltergeists. Yeah. Um, they're said to be giant snakes. Mm-mm. I'm like, it's a no for me. Noodles, no, thank you. Oh, so I still talk with, um, the boy's mom. Yeah. I, yeah. In Massachusetts. Yeah. And there was a snake in their basement and they caught it in a big, jar and they like had it on their kitchen counter and like they were letting the boys like look at it and I'm alive like, yeah Ooh. they're veterinarians they're not gonna kill Listen. it <laughs> i'd have burned my house down oh <laughs> uh, yeah gross i was like is that on your counter and she's like yeah oh it's fucking gross I'm like no thank you Mm-mm. um there also is uh, a report from president ronald reagan who claimed he saw a oh. uh, like series of strange lights um, there huh. while he was taking a little trip, jolly walk. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there's some parts of the forest that are said to have, like, such dark energy. Um, Multiple people have completed suicide in Um, the forest. Um, And it's often thought that the energy can be so bad that they take it home with them. And Mm -hmm. people that have walked the forest will complete suicide, like, shortly after walking Mm -hmm. the forest. Um, We also covered this in a previous episode. um, But apparently it's full of puckwudgies. Oh, you don't want to mess with a puck wedgie. <laughs> you do not want to mess with a puck wedgie. It sounds cute, but they're not cute. They're not. I did do a little recap kind of of what they are. There is another episode yeah. that I did on... Um, that must have been a cryptid episode. It's got to be cryptid. I don't think yeah. it was specifically on them, but... Um, <laughs> I think that one was titled Keeping Up with the Cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I never... <laughs> I don't listen to our podcast, but I don't... You always name them. And mm-hmm. I have no idea. I just How, sit down. What happens? Whatever happens after we record, like, I have no idea. You do it all. <laughs> um, but basically, these little puckwedgies are, um, they're part of the Wampanoag mm-hmm. folklore, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like little short creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're shapeshifters. And yeah, of course. They're just, no, you don't want yeah. to do that. Um... So, yeah, don't want to run into one of those. If you think I'm done, I am not done. <laughs> there. Everyone's like, God damn, your voice is annoying. Shut up. <laughs> um, so, you're just such a better talker than I am. I feel like I'm awful. I don't think so. <laughs> Why do people I don't think listen? our listeners think so. <laughs> well, nobody wants to listen to me. They just want your, your sexy voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so there's this giant granite structure, mm-hmm. and it's called the Profile Rock, um, and it I couldn't I, it, pro- it has to be man-made because it is literally like a profile of a man. Oh, yeah. Hmm. There also was Man on the Mountain. I think that was in um, New Hampshire. That was really cool. That was not made by man, but it literally looked. Mm. Like a face, and we would take trips like in the summer to like, sure. go see it. It fell, like it crumbled. Mm. It was not there anymore. But this was really creepy. Um, and this is said to be um, the profile of a local Wampanoag figure mm. called Chief uh, Masoit. Probably butchered that. Um, and a lot of people have claimed to see a full body apparition of a man who they believe to be this chief mm-hmm. um, that is sitting on top of the rock. Hmm. Like profile rock um, with his legs crossed and his arms like outstretched. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, and there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there is another creepy landmark here called the Ascent Ledge um, that is home to many creepy ghost stories. Mm. Um, there's claims of seeing indigenous spirits running through the forest and kind of dodging around like trees and bushes mm-hmm. um, that are believed to be the victims of the 17th century war against the Puritans. Mm. Um, they're just hmm. running around, yeah. dodging, I don't know, death. Yeah. Um, there also is a story of a young girl who had like a kind of a forbidden lover mm-hmm. that they would meet in like the forest mm-hmm. together. And one day, um, he just stopped showing up, mm. and she never saw him again. And apparently, she was so just anguished that she threw herself off the cliff. Oh wow! Yeah, jeez. Okay, now I'm done. There's a lot going on in that forest. <laughs> that forest is fucked up. I'm like, Ooh. it's like it reminds me of the quote from Mean Girls. He's like, that's why her hair's so big. I'm like, that's why the park's so big. It's full of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. 
I'm going to um, show you it because I don't think I showed it to you yesterday. The profile oh, okay. rock. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Dude. Like, that's got to be, like, checked out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That really, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. It really does Google look like it. a face. Yeah. Pick up your phone. Google profile rock in Massachusetts. What? It's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a doozy. Sorry. No? All right. Are you ready for, I said I only had two, but I actually have two and a half. So. That's fair. This is the, like, the wildest one, I would argue. Okay. So, this next one is going to be uh, Braley Pond. And um, I had never heard of this, but it's located in George Washington and Jefferson National Forest in West Augusta, Virginia. Okay. Also a very, very pretty place. Um, very popular in the summers, campers, boaters, fishers, you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, and people who stay on the grounds have claimed to hear children laughing and seeing orbs at night. Ooh. (sighs) Children laughing just doesn't... Nope. Not a good thing. That's that's a no for me. Especially if there's no children. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it does also have a bit of a dark history, um, trigger warning. On May 22nd of 2003, Christopher S. Kennedy, um, was lured by local gang members to Braley Pond where he was, uh, murdered and found. Okay. So it has a bit of a sad history there. Now this is the story I came across and this, uh, this was buck wild. So just strap in for this one. Um, and I'll link this article in our notes if you want to read it because it gives it a more in depth recap. Um, so basically the article follows the experience that a woman named Shay Willis had, and she's an empath and a paranormal researcher, and she investigated Braley Pond. Okay. So this takes place, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on October 25th of 2003. Okay. So um, she and a paranormal research team arrived towards the, uh, I would say, late afternoon to Braley Pond to start their investigation. Literally upon arriving, all investigators became incredibly nauseous, mm. even to the point where some had to leave and pull out of the investigation altogether. So bad, bad start. They leave, and then Shay and another, um, I believe, investigator came back. So they returned back to the park, and later that night, she started reporting intense feelings of dread and kind of randomly looked up and saw a 30-foot green orb flashing Ooh. over her. So, obviously, her and this guy are like, oh, what the hell is that? Then, to make things more terrifying, in the water behind them, they hear something, like, violently splashing, like a person, like, moving around. Mm -hmm. So, they run. They're like, oh, no, we got to get out of here. So, as they're crossing the bridge, the investigator, the male investigator who was with her, um, basically was trying, they were running, and she describes it as he, like, tried to jump over something, and it was almost like he he got shoved from the side. And he fell into the water. So she, like, goes after him and is trying to help him. And he's yelling at her to just run. And she's obviously not running. Yeah. Um, She claims at that point she felt something touch her back and described it as, like, slimy. Ooh. And she almost called it, like, psychic jelly was the term she uses. She also claims, well, then you're really not going to like this either. She also claimed it, whatever it was, felt like it had, like, tentacles. Aliens. Aliens. That's an alien. Uh Uh-huh. So they did end up leaving Braley Pond, and the guy who fell in the water was okay. But she had a very intense couple weeks. Basically, after that experience, she had intense nightmares, um, like kind of brain fogginess, and just very strange things that, like, happened to her. Um, And she ended up going back a few times to the pond. And um, on one occurrence, 
they had all of the batteries and their equipment die at the same time. Um, they went one time and like, they saw like beavers in the pond and like the beavers were acting like really strangely. Um, she also felt compelled that she needed to go back alone. And this is a really weird story. So she goes and she parks in the parking lot and then she comes to, and she's in the park bathroom staring into the toilet and she has no recollection of what she did or how she got there. Weird, right? To make it worse, weeks later, her son became very afraid one night and he claimed he saw a man in the corner of one of the rooms of their houses covered in blood. So go there. Yeah. (laughs) So just like a very intense after effects. And then as, as strangely as it began on a return trip in 2007, she experienced absolutely nothing. And whatever was there was not there anymore. Weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like so strange. So I'll link the article if you want to actually read yeah. it. It's a well-written article, but weird. It is weird. Just really, really weird. So, again, that's also off the list of places I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that, that is, was a good one. Yeah. Was like, Ooh, the slimy tentacles. Yeah. I don't like, oh, Ooh, I don't you lost me there, girl. No, thank you. And as an empath, I'm like, oh, hell uh-huh. no. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's Braley Pond. Nice. Sorry. My literally have the world's <laughs> squeakiest chair. It's Okay. Um, and then I have just a little, little one okay. kind of wrap us up here. Um, and that is the Antietam Creek campsite and that's in Sharpsburg, Maryland. Um, now if Antietam makes you immediately think of the civil war, you are in the right place. Okay. Um, the battle of Antietam took place here where 23,000 uh, men were wounded or killed in one day alone. Oh. Um, the campsite itself is near what they call the Sunken Road or Bloody Lane, where many of these deaths occurred. Um, so, obviously, staying near a Civil War battle site, you're probably going to see some things. Um, campers who stay there report phantom cannon fire and have even seen um, the apparitions of soldiers in the area. And this one really got me, and this is the last fact I had. Um, some campers even believe that they have walked into a battle reenactment which they people do those, yeah. um, and they believe they're watching actors until the actors simply vanish, Ooh. and they realize that there was never a reenactment happening. Dang, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that is Antietam Creek campsite. If anyone's ever been, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. I've always wanted to to like go to Gettysburg. It's always mm-hmm. I've always found that very interesting to go yeah, see. For sure, yeah. Nice ones. Those are, those are good. Those are my three. Uh, the slimy tentacles, man, has got me. Mm-mm. I was like, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. We also talk about how the cats have just napped this whole time. I know. Right? I know y'all miss hearing them like howl and sing <laughs> and make noise, but they're just like kicking it in the yeah. bedroom. Yep, they are. They just sleeping, I think, on the bench, and Kitty was mm-hmm. just looking at me. Well, yeah. On, on the other side of the bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were worried about Kitty just going back to the cats when we first got here because obviously, you know, we don't think they actually ever went to the bathroom in their crates. Um, but, you know, pretty much when we first got them here, we put Mishka in the litter box. He was like, well, okay. And he took like probably a 10 minute long pee. He peed forever. Yeah. And Kitty peed when we first got her here, but then mm-hmm. it like took her a while. Yeah. It was like a so, good 24 hours before yeah. she went potty again. Which is normal. Yeah. With the yeah, stress. Yeah. We did ask about that. So, mm-hmm. um, they basically said, you know, if she goes 48 hours, then it's time to maybe worry. But finally, you know, yesterday morning we hear a little scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> and there she is. Oh, so 
different. Yeah. All the Kitty systems. Had the, is having the hardest time adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I feel like they're both mm-hmm. fine. They're not really following us around. They they're not scary around. Yeah, they are hearing noises and not like running, being terrified. Yeah. No, they have done much better. So yeah. we're we're glad that they're settling in well. And, and they're here. And they're here, and they're in one piece. And yep. Grandma and Grandpa can go back to living their cat free life. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did well, though. I mean, they had their huge carriers. They yeah. had, like, bowls zip-tied to, like, the <laughs> front of the crate. They mm-hmm. had, like, food and water. They had puppy pads down in case yeah. they would potty. It would stay dry. Mm-hmm. Um, towels. They were um, little catnip toys. Yeah, they're little, they're little, we call them the poops because they, they're bananas, but the other one looks like a poop. It does. So they love those. Cigar. Yeah, it literally yeah. looks like a turd. <laughs> <laughs> we had to stop getting them, especially when we had Dennis. Because oh, I'm like, yeah. did Dennis just shit on the floor? Yeah, like, oh, it looks a little, yeah, it's a little too, too It realistic. looks like poop, yeah. So we just, ever, even your parents call them, like, oh, God, it's more poops. <laughs> I know, and I've not been able to find the poop in Germany. No, so I looked today I, at the store, and I didn't see any like, yeah. catnip things. So um, Mama Ghoul is shipping them over. Yeah, she's got to send us some stuff anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, so there's just more them. coming. Yeah, so that'll be good. <laughs> it was funny, too, because we were talking to him yesterday, and, like, when we got the cats here on, it was Thursday. Yeah, they Thursday got here. Night, it's yeah. now. Um, so yesterday, we were talking to your parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, as soon as we got them into the house, we brought them into the office, mm-hmm. which is where their food, water, and litter boxes mm-hmm. live. Um, we kind of just let them, I say settle. They did not settle. But, no. Um, we opened up the gates and yeah. let them out of their carriers for the first time in many, many hours. And they both hopped right out, and then I sat with them, and I just, they don't like crates to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they go to the vet, they see a crate, they run. Mm-hmm. So you kind of really have to, like, bamboozle them into the crate, but you brought the crates just straight down. Um, we have, like, a little storage unit mm-hmm. in the garage downstairs. Yeah. And I just said, like, put them in there. We'll deal with them later. Yeah. And so we had not gotten to later yet, and your mom's like, yeah, the cat toys. Like, I thought they'd like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, we never really looked in there. No, we, just we were just threw trying down to get them out. Yeah. Got to the cats, but they did magically get some um, poops yesterday. <laughs> nice. So that was good. Yeah. I know they were happy to and see And then them. Kitty fell off the couch. She was rolling around with it on the couch. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, she moved to the little side table. She yeah. did it so hard. Her little ass just rolled right off. <laughs> I saw the whole thing, too. It was really fun. She was, she was embarrassed. <laughs> oh, cats. Yes. So we're here. We're all in Germany. We're all in one Bands piece. back together. Our, our stuff is here. Our cats are here. <sighs> it's good. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it is a really good feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I got to go do the hot water. Good time. The Drano. Oh, that's right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up then, shall we? <laughs> on that pleasant that note. That pleasant note. <laughs> all right. Um, Facebook. Come visit me on Facebook. Yep. Go see Caitlin. Not that I do much on there, but I'm trying. <laughs> Send her animal pics as yes. usual. Um, let's see. You can find us on Instagram at Girlfriends Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Girlfriends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you <laughs> would like to send us an email or a listener story, we still only had the one. So slacking. Yep. Slacking, man. You got to send those to ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to get yourself some sweet, sweet ghoulfriends merch for your hot ghoul summer, you can always do that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. Good job. Thank you. TikTok. I said TikTok. Oh.
<laughs> you got to do their um, spooky snippets. snippets again. I know. Um, well, okay. Well, then, if you have a topic you want me to cover, mm-hmm. send me a, an Instagram message or find us on TikTok and send me a message there either way. Um, and yeah, now that we're all here and put together, I can start devoting time to other things yeah. <laughs> other than, you know, cat relocation. Yes. So, um, reach out to us, let us know what you want to hear about and I'll try to cover it. Perfect. All right. Well, any final words? No, I'm going to go smuggle the cats. Okay. Well, for now, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. We're your cool friends. Fuck men. <laughs> <laughs>